Good morning. I'm Donna Beasley with the Apex Accelerator at the Women's Business Development Center and Director of Government Contracting Services. I want to invite you down to the Aurora Chamber of Commerce and to our Women's Business Development Center office if you are interested in entrepreneurship or want to know more about business and business opportunities. Please come down anytime Monday through Friday. We look forward to welcoming you here. Monday. Happy Monday. How you feeling? I'm great. How are you this morning? I'm, I'm doing really good. Doing really well today. Got my coffee and, and water just like you. Thanks for doing a part two with us. Oh, absolutely. Love to be here. Yeah. Uh, our guest today is Director of Government Contracting Services and Apex Center Director, Donna Beasley. It's it been is. a while. It has been a while. It's been like six months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we're glad to have you back. And uh, thanks for sitting down with Good Morning Aurora again. Uh, we'll be doing a few things today, recapping 2023 and the great work that the Accelerator has done. Um, there's also uh, big news of P-TECH changing to APEX. Exactly. That we'll talk about. And then um, if you can preview for us 2024, what we're looking forward to, and uh, talk about the January 10th event, Introduction to Government Contracting. Um, but first things first. Tell us about the work that you do with the Illinois Apex Accelerator. Well, one of the great things about the Illinois Apex Accelerator is that uh, we help businesses who want to learn how to do business with the government, uh, usually at the city, county, state, and federal level. Now, there are nine Apex Accelerators in the state of Illinois. Uh, I am with the Apex Accelerator Center at the Women's Business Development Center. And one of the things that I love about government contracting, and we're going to talk a little bit more about, about this, is forecasting. And as we talk about 2024, I'll get a little more into this, but the government 
actually tells you in advance what they want to buy. And it's always easier to sell someone something they're, you know, already interested in. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about that. And the other thing is that we help people who want to do research to find out, you know, who buys what you sell. Because in government contracting, that's one of the most essential things that you have to know. Who buys what you sell? When do they buy it? And where do they buy it? Because the government buys a lot of stuff and not all of it comes from the same place. And so it's important as you are business owners, if you're interested in doing business with the government, it's important that you understand those three things. And what we do at the Apex Accelerator, help you find your, you know, correct match on who would be best for you to do business with by doing research. Uh, we can also help you with one-on-one advising in terms of trying to get a strategy together uh, because it's not just, you know, you apply and, you know, hopefully you'll win. No, you really need a strategy like you would for if you were going after any other kind of business. And then I would say the other things that we're really good at Excel at is helping you with your capability statements, uh, which is sort of like your marketing piece that you would use with the government as well as proposal writing. We don't write the proposal for you now, but if you need help in term understanding the proposal, if you need help with a section of the proposal, uh, you know, we're there for you. Would you find that most people are um, knowledgeable about these things when they uh, when they are trying, or are most people complete novices and need, to, and need that help? Well, we get a mix of both, I would say, at the uh, Apex Accelerator. But mostly, I think, uh, since COVID, we get a lot of people who are newbies, uh, mainly because people are looking at alternatives to going back to doing their day job and looking for more entrepreneurial things, and they think the government is a good way to go. But the reality is the government is, is not the best place to start your business uh, in terms of trying to get a, them as a client. You kind of grow to do business with the government. Uh, you generally, you know, get your sea legs first in the commercial and private industry, and you use that experience to kind of catapult yourself into doing business with the government. Very interesting. Now, you mentioned that there's nine accelerators in the state of Illinois. Yes, there's nine in Illinois, 97, I believe, in the country. There's an apex accelerator in all 50 states, including uh, Guam and Puerto Rico. So it is a service that is uh, well, you mentioned earlier about P-Tax turning to APEX. So for 30-something years, we were P-Tax, Procurement Technical Assistance Centers. Uh, but last year, the Department of Defense took over the uh, P-Tax and turned us and changed our name to APEX Accelerator. You know, the basic idea behind that is that it's kind of a new day, and APEX is the idea that we're helping businesses reach the APEX of success through government contracting. And through the Department of Defense, a lot of our services are the same, but a few things change. And a couple of things that changed that made 2023 really, uh, I thought, very interesting from an APEX uh, point of view was the focus on reaching out to small businesses and inviting them into the federal government space. Because the Department of Defense is really interested in reaching small businesses, manufacturers, uh, as well as uh, businesses that can be of service to the government. 
And I think if there was one message that the government wanted to send out to you and business owners in 2023 is that they want to do business with you. They want to know about you and they want you to pursue some of these contracts uh, that they have available uh, in the billions of dollars, really, in terms of how many contracts there are available uh, to small business. So uh, what is the bid process like? Well, well, you know, it, it depends on where you are starting from. You know, uh, I work with a lot of clients and I highly recommend if this is your first time going after a contract that you start locally at the city, county, state level. Uh, and so that bid process is, you know, somewhat similar, I guess you could say, across government contracting in that generally, especially if it's like $250,000 or more, a contract, is going to be some type of request for proposal uh, opportunity. And so whether that's at the city, county, state level, they generally, uh, you can find this on the procurement services departments of almost all, you know, whether it's the city of Aurora, the city of Chicago, the state of Illinois, Cook County, Kane County, uh, you will find that they generally have a procurement services department, and that's the best place to look uh, for these RFP opportunities. The opportunity could also be an RFQ, which is a request for quote. Uh, and that's usually done particularly like for things like, you know, plumbing services, electrical services, things like that, where the government is looking for uh, uh, not necessarily a proposal, but they want to know what's it going to cost for you to come in and make this repair or to do this work. And so that's generally, those are generally the two main ones, uh, request for proposal, request for quote, and they're almost always uh, findable in uh, on procurement services sites. Interesting. Um, so I think the, uh, next, let's recap 2023. Um, how do you feel about the year? And uh, what kind of work large scale has uh, the Apex, Apex done, uh, you know, for the state, for the businesses in the state? So uh, Apex Accelerators, I think that this was one of our most interesting years. So that, this is my fourth year in government contracting. And to me, this has been the most exciting. And I say that because of the opportunities that came through in 2023. First of all, we already had Rebuild Illinois, uh, but that money started to flow into the state, uh, helping to rebuild our roads and, and things like that. But then the infrastructure money also started to roll in. And so the infrastructure money, which is federal dollars, uh, which Illinois got, uh, you know, over a billion. So that's a lot of money. And that money is to rebuild bridges, is to build, uh, you know, electrical vehicles, electrical stations, you know, where cars can plug in. It's to do road work. I mean, there's so many things that, uh, you know, I think that it's really good for. But in addition to Illinois getting a lot of money, so did this, this city of Chicago. CTA got a lot of money to build the, uh, their own infrastructure and to do some of the things uh, with the new red line. Uh, so that was another thing. Amtrak got a lot of money to redo it. You know, so these are a lot of things that are going on in Illinois that are opportunities that uh, started to come out in 2023. The other thing I mentioned earlier is that the federal government has taken a greater interest in small business. And when I say that, it's not that they haven't always wanted to do business with you, but
but they have set it as a priority to really get out and let you know about what's available at the federal level. Uh, if you're looking for a federal contract, say $250,000 or more, uh, it's going to probably be on SAM.gov, uh, and you can do some research there. But the government has spent a lot of time training APEX accelerators, uh, training us on what the government has to offer. I've had more federal training this year than in any other, other year. And I've run into some really amazing small business offices from these various agencies that are open and eager to do business with small business and that actually have been mandated by the Biden administration to do more work with small business. Amazing. Uh, okay, so next question. Uh, so for government contracting, what are the benefits for a small business? You know, obviously besides the being acclimated with the federal government, but are you then like a recurring business that the government could choose you and say, you've done a great job. Let's do it again. <laughs> well, definitely. If you do a great job, they'll be happy to do it with you again. Uh, but I would say that the benefit is two things. Most government contracts are three to five years. So that means that if you get a government contract that, you know, you get consistent income for those those years. The challenge with doing business with the government, though, is that they pay after you do the work. Right. So it's important for you to have the capacity to do business with the government, which is why I always suggest that when people start out, they start at the local level, because you have to grow to have the capacity to do business with the federal government. And when I say capacity, I mean three things. You have to have a capacity of experience. In other words, the government doesn't really like to do business with newbies. They got to know you've done this before, that you've got a track record of success. Uh, you've got clients that are pleased with the work that you've done. And so they want you to have that capacity of experience. You need to have a capacity of team. The government doesn't like to do business with one-person operations. They want to know if something happens to you, their job order is still going to get done. Their order is still going to happen. And so they want to know, even if that team member is an independent contractor or a freelancer uh, that's on your team, they need to be in whatever your proposal that you're writing, uh, that you need to show that you have a team to fulfill this opportunity. And then you have to have a capacity of finance because the government doesn't pay until you do the job. So let's just say if you're a trucking company and you're moving furniture for the government, well, you got to pay your drivers, you got to put gas in the truck. You know, and then you, you know, once you deliver the items, you've got to wait 30 to 90 days in order to get paid. And so you've got to be in a position to financially to do business with the government. Interesting. Okay. Uh, so tell us about introduction to government contracting. And this will be, a, this will be our segue into next year. All right. So um, introduction to government contracting is a webinar uh, that we do uh, every month, as a matter of fact, uh, at the Women's Business Development Center uh, for the Apex Accelerator. And it is great for people who are looking to do business with the government for the very first time. It is a basic of what you need to know. And not only that, but we also cover certification. Uh, a lot of people don't understand certification. It can be really confusing. And uh, certification is for people who are uh, women-owned, minority-owned, or veteran-owned small businesses who want to participate in the set-aside program. 
So contracts can be set aside for women-owned, minority-owned, and veteran-owned businesses where they only have to compete for these contracts with one another. Uh, another advantage of being certified is that you can become a subcontractor to a prime. And why is that critical, you might ask? Well, a lot of these contracts might be way too big for a small business, way too big. But a small business can participate by being a subcontractor to the prime contractor, meaning that if the prime contractor has the contract, for example, to build uh, Terminal 5 at the airport or the uh, Obama Presidential Center in Woodlawn, uh, they may have that contract, but they're still going to need, you know, uh, dump truck drivers. They're still going to need uh, janitors. They're still going to need people to plaster the wall to, you know, to buy the furniture that's going to go in the presidential library. Those are all things that a subcontractor could do. So the, the government, therefore, is not actually their potential client. The prime contractor who's going after the government contract is their potential client. And that contractor is looking for a certified firm because they have to meet the conditions of the government, whether it's any county state. And almost all these contracts have a clause in there that says a percentage of that contract must be spent with a woman-owned, veteran-owned, or a minority-owned business. And so you have to be certified as one of those in order to participate in that set-aside program or in that particular type of subcontracting. And the webinar for this is going to be January 10th. January 10th at 10 o'clock. And I highly uh, advise you, if you are even remotely interested in government contracting, that you, you know, you take the webinar. Uh, again, we do it monthly. If you can't do it in January, do it in February. Uh, but you'll, it'll open your eyes, I think, to the opportunities within the state and as well as uh, the federal government. What would you say is the benefit of the WBDC locally? Well, one of the benefits for sure is the programming that we have. We have all kinds of uh, programs in terms of, you know, financial fitness. We have a financial boot camp. We have a small business development center. Uh, and we have small business development centers, not just in our downtown office, but in our rural office, uh, in Little Village, uh, and in Richmond Park. And so it's an opportunity that if a business is interested in starting a business, growing your business, you know, learning about the various opportunities, our small business development centers can certainly help along that lines. Uh, we have a, we have an international trade center at the WBDC uh, for people who are interested in exporting their product abroad. And this is something people don't always think about or even know that these kinds of services exist. And all of this is free to business owners. Your tax dollars at work. The Community Foundation was created by a group of people who got together and wanted to make a difference. 75 years later, the Community Foundation makes a huge impact on the lives of hundreds, if not thousands of people in the community. All started with the small but promising beginnings of just a few people who wanted to do something good. The Community Foundation is made up of all the citizens, really, who want a better community. 
and really anyone who wants to do good in the community but doesn't know how to do it, the Community Foundation is the perfect solution because for 75 years we've been making an impact by connecting donors that care with causes that matter. So it's multifaceted and it's an organization that isn't there just to serve a certain small constituency or a special need, but rather the community as a whole. So many generous donors have left a legacy with us because we are a trusted resource and we make being philanthropic an easy task. In my mind, it always seemed like a really complicated process. Here, it's, it's just effortless. The Community Foundation does all the administrative work for you. I just make a phone call, they're on it, they, they get back to me right away. It's been seamless. Our scholarship program is just incredible. I had no idea the impact that the foundation has on these kids. You know, some of these districts that we're working with here are some of the neediest districts in the state. It renews your faith in humanity, you know. I was the first one ever in my family to go to college. The scholarship from the Community Foundation has impacted my life and my wife's life in many ways. As you can see, it still brings a tear to my eye. Without their assistance, we can't do the work that we are meant to do for the citizens of the Fox River Valley community. You can invest your money in people. You invest it in people and you hope and believe that the return will be great. Someone opened the door for you at some point in your life and it's incumbent upon you, it's your duty to help open the door for others and you do that through service. Okay, uh, let's talk about access to capital. How does the WBBC help folks and businesses with access to capital? Um, we are one of the few agencies that actually loan money. Uh, we have access to capital. Generally, we do microloans, uh, but it is uh, we have a full-service team. If you are interested in access to capital, uh, definitely reach out and schedule an appointment with one of our uh, financial advisors. We also have a key, we're, you know, we're a Kiva hub. And what that means is that Kiva is a program sort of like crowdfunding, uh, where you can get a loan and pay it back, usually interest free. So we also have, uh, we're a Kiva hub. We, we do access to capital. As I mentioned earlier, we also have a financial boot camp. So, you know, it's very important as entrepreneurs that you understand how money works. Uh, you know, the Small Business Development Center can help with that as well. If you don't have your business plan done, you want, you want to do that before you get into government contracting. I highly recommend you visit an SBDC like the one you have here in Aurora uh, to, you know, get your plan together because you need a strategy, even if you're going to do your business or if you're going to do government contracting. What's the biggest thing coming in 2024? I would say the biggest thing coming in 2024 are all of the uh, opportunities. We have um, several things that we're working on. One of the things I'll, I'll, you know, let you in on a little secret. How about that? (laughs) Uh, I'm actually working on uh, a cohort. So we are very cohort driven in uh, at the WBDC. We have a Plan for Profit, which is one of our cohorts for people who are looking to grow their business. But I am doing a cohort on federal government contracting, uh, which is uh, I'm actually going to be recruiting starting right after the holidays. Uh, you have to be an experienced business and have done some contracting work because this is all about federal. 
So we want to work with people. Uh, it's a small cohort, only 12, 12 companies. And we want to work with firms who have the potential uh, to get their next contract or larger contracts with the federal government. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Um, next is government contract advising. Is that another um, event or is that just general information? It's general information in terms of it's not so much an event as it is an opportunity for each business to have a one-on-one -on -one advising session with a government contracting advisor. Again, our services are free. And this is an excellent way for you to find out if your business uh, can benefit from government contracting, how it can benefit, uh, help you make your strategy. And uh, again, if you haven't gotten your capability statement, uh, it's another way we can help you with that. If you do have a capability statement, but you want to get some input on what, on how it could be improved, you can send it to us for evaluation, and we're happy to give you feedback on that as well. And the capability statement is basically assessing how capable you are of accepting a government contract. It's, it's sort of like your business's resume, okay? You use it as a marketing tool. So let's say one of the things that people always say, well, how do we meet these people at the government, right? Uh, and I always say, go to the live events. This is something, if you don't do one thing in 2024, it go to the live events. This is where you meet the government professionals, okay? The city of Chicago, Cook County, the state of Illinois, they all have what I call industry days. They have days when they bring all their people out from all the different departments, and you can just go table to table and meet these people, collect their cards. Get their forecast of opportunities that are coming up in 2024. Because if you have the forecast, then you can plan your strategy. So maybe you're not ready to do government contracting in January, but you will be by June. Then you can look at, okay, what's the government buying in third and fourth quarter? So think about it that way. When you go to these live events and you collect these business cards from the professionals you know, when you get back, follow up. Follow up with an email attach your capability statement. You know, I, saw, I met you at the event. You know, I'm really excited about what you do. I'm sure we can add value. No, please take a look at our capability statement. I'm looking forward to being a vendor with you. Something like that. So that you're using it as a marketing tool and you're staying in touch with these people trying to build relationships because relationships are important in government contracting just like they are in any other business relationship. How can people find out about those live events? Well, they generally, you can check, certainly check our website or get on our newsletter list because I send out a newsletter almost every month that has a lot of these things listed. You can get on the, the uh, vendor list. If you are a business, sign up as a vendor with your city, with your state and, you know, get on their mailing list and get their newsletter. Okay. Uh, in the case of Chicago, the city of Chicago has a newsletter that comes out every Monday telling you what they're going to do. So, uh, you know, be aware. Join your Chamber of Commerce. <laughs> you know, here in Aurora, you have a Chamber of Commerce. Join the Chamber of Commerce so you can be in touch with all the things that are coming out in your community. Last question. Are you ready for Christmas? I love Christmas. So, yes, I am ready. Now, I admit to being a last-minute shopper. Okay, I'm guilty of that. But other than that, the tree's up, the lights are up, the wreaths hung, you know, so... Uh, I wish everyone a really uh, Merry Christmas and a amazing New Year. I think 2024, as far as government contracting is going to, is concerned, is going to be the best year ever. Donna, 
Thank you very much for your time. We really appreciate it. How can people get in contact with you? Well, again, uh, you can reach me at dbeasley at wbdc.org or apex at wbdc.org as well. All right. And people can also contact the Aurora uh, Chamber of Commerce and the WBDC down here at 43 West Galena Boulevard, Monday through Thursday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. and Friday until 1 p.m. Well, thank you very much for your time, Donna. We really appreciate it. Oh, great. Thank you for having me again. I always love joining you uh, for your morning show. Appreciate it. And we will see you in 2024, along with uh, all of your other great listeners and viewers. Be blessed, everybody. Take care of yourself and each other. Rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m.